How's everybody doing today? I want to welcome you to yet another episode of the Unpopular Podcast. It's your boy Jalen. This is episode, I believe, 16, but it's kind of, you know, <clears throat> it's like divine. This is kind of like new beginnings for the podcast. Um, as you clearly can see, this is the first taped, you know, episode. You got one right here, one right here. Uh, well, the first podcast I ever did, I was sick. I had a cold. I could, I felt like I was about to die, but I did it. This is the first, I guess, quote unquote, well, this is the first taped podcast, and I'm sick. <laughs> Got a cold, so if I start coughing, I apologize. But again, I want to welcome you to yet another episode of the Unpopular Podcast. I want to thank you for everybody that's been rocking with me and supporting with me. And this is the beginning of new and better things. So, how the format's gonna go, I'm gonna talk about a couple of current events, and then I'm also gonna do the unpopular topic of the day. And then I'm gonna end it with a couple of questions that I got from people that have been listening to the podcast. So to start off the podcast, let me talk about Jimmy G. So for people that don't know, he tore his ACL uh, on Sunday with a play where all he had to do was get out of bounds. Now I understand as a football player, your goal is to, you know, fight for every yard and, and to get every yard. But when you're a franchise quarterback, your job is to be there for your team. It's it's hard when it's it, you remember when Tom Brady was injured? Oh, Arizona. I drink y'all like every day. Oh, I drink y'all like every day. Sponsor your boy. Just saying. But you remember when Tom Brady was injured uh, and Jimmy Garoppolo and Jacoby Brissett had to, you know, play backup. Remember Jimmy G got hurt that year too in his own, you know, in a freak way. But he kind of. I'm not going to say it was a self-inflicted injury, but it could have been a self-preventing injury. I believe, like like uh, Sunday, he fought for a yard and, and hurt himself. What I'm saying is, this is one of the reasons why I told everybody, well, I was telling people to pump the brakes on Jimmy G. Jimmy G is a great player, don't get me wrong. But people were, a lot of people I talked to were putting him in the top five already. I'm like, bro, oh, not only were they putting him in the top five, but they were putting him in the top five, and they were already saying that the 49ers were back. The 49ers would go to the playoffs. I'm like, bro, the 49ers still have a long ways to go. Their defense is suspect. Outside of Jimmy G, and Jimmy G's a little sketchy himself, but outside of Jimmy G, who do they really have? You know, they don't really have too many... Um weapons they got Pierre Garçon who's getting up there in age they got Goodwin the wide receiver but other than that they don't really have anybody their backup is CJ Bethard I've never heard of him but he's trash so again even with Jimmy G I don't think the 49ers were a playoff team but I definitely don't think they're a playoff team now but you know who I do think is a playoff team the Kansas City Chiefs and that is because of the young phenom, Patrick Mahomes. Now, I know a 
many people saying, well, you know, this is just his third quote-unquote game as a starter, and you don't know, pump the brakes. The, the difference between Jimmy G and Patrick Mahomes, no, I'm, I'm not even going to say Jimmy G. The difference that I see in Patrick Mahomes is not only did he break, <coughs> excuse me, not only did he break the record for starting point, I mean, starting quarterbacks and touchdown passes with 13, but he's doing it so effortlessly. Now, granted, they did win three games. They are three and zero, and they did beat the Steelers, the Chargers, and the 49ers, who have three wins combined. And the Kansas City Chiefs defense is terrible. They're ranked one of the worst defenses in the league because they're not. They can't stop anybody. But Patrick Mahomes, the way that the ball leaves his hand, he has a cannon of an arm. While he's making risky plays, he, the, the plays are paying off. It's, he's not really, he's, he's, he's throwing dangerously, but there's a level of understanding with his dangerous. As in, you don't, you don't really think that Jimmy G is just going to go off the rails. Not Jimmy G, I'm sorry. Patrick Mahomes is just, it, it is going to go off the rails. You remember when Cam Newton was a rookie? And how he was taking over the league and how we knew he was destined for greatness. The way he could run the ball and his size. We kind of feel the same way about Patrick Mahomes, but just a little differently. You know, Patrick Mahomes, like I said, he, he's more accurate than Cam Newton. He has a cannon of an arm, sort of like how Matthew Stafford does. But he's still, he's, he's way more accurate than Matthew Stafford. And, and Patrick Mahomes just looks like the real deal, man. It looks like the league isn't... The league is in good hands when it comes to quarterbacks. In the next five years, you got Pat Mahomes, you got Carson Wentz, you got Jared Goff. You know, the, the league is in a good place, and the league will be in a good place when it comes to quarterbacks. Oh, and and then we'll see how Lamar Jackson does, Breaker Mayfield. Like I said, there, there's just a litany of quarterbacks that that are coming up that are, are going to take over this league. Like Carson Wentz could have won the MVP last year if he didn't get injured. Right now, now I know it's only a three-game sample, but right now, Patrick Mahomes is leading the MVP race right now. And he's leading it by a country margin. I mean, a country, like, he's leading it by a country mile. Because think about it. Look at the usual, you know, MVP hopefuls. Aaron Rodgers, while he's playing great, even though he's injured the the Green Bay Packers still suck on defense. Clay Matthews keeps getting rough in the passer uh, calls. You look at Tom Brady. That, he has nobody to throw to. And Josh, if Josh Gordon doesn't work out, I don't know what's going on with I don't know what's going to go on with them. Like, I don't know. Because, you know, Chris Hogan isn't doing good. Uh... Julian Edelman's coming back from suspension. So he's getting Julian Edelman back. He's getting Josh Gordon. But if they don't pan out, this is one of this this could be the weakest wide receiver in core they had. And on top of that, the Green the Patriots are, ter- are have been a terrible third down team defensively. They can't get people off the field. We saw that on Sunday. So, and against the Jaguars. So Right now, Patrick Mahomes is sitting comfortably in the driver's seat of the of the MVP race. 
again, he he broke a record uh, throwing the most touchdowns as a first-time starter with 13. He has no interceptions, which is which is also crazy. And I think he's in the perfect position, or not perfect. He's in a perfect team with the perfect coach because Andy Reid, as you know, Andy Reid makes quarterbacks great. He made Alex Smith. Well, he didn't make him, but Alex Smith game went to another level when he went there. When Donovan McNabb played with him, his game went to another level. Andy Reid is like a quarterback guru. And we can't, you can't doubt that he is one of the best coaches when it comes to quarterbacks. And Patrick Mahomes couldn't have fell to a better, couldn't fell to a better spot. Now, do I think they could win the Super Bowl? I don't, I don't know. I, I do not, as in the Chiefs, I don't know. Again, that defense, that defense needs to get a whole lot better, especially, especially the corners and the safety. Like, they they give up big play after big play, and it is wild if you, when you ask me. It, I'm like, come on, bro. Like, you wonder why Patrick Mahomes has 13 touchdowns, but he needed all 13 of those touchdowns. Like, the Steelers game, I think they won, like, 43 to 37. Like, they... Patrick Mahomes is the driving force of that team, and it's and it's just crazy how great he is compared to how much time he really had. And I, I think I think he's destined for greatness. It, it kind of goes back to when I, Jimmy G. I think right now he's better than Jimmy G, even fully healthy. But I don't think I think the the difference between Jimmy G right now except for the injury and Patrick Mahomes is Patrick Mahomes one has has a stronger arm and two Patrick Mahomes doesn't really look how do I say it? Patrick Mahomes doesn't look like the the moment's too big for him Patrick Mahomes doesn't look like he's scared of the moment and and that's Something that you want from a franchise quarterback. When Jimmy G played, I believe it was the the Minnesota Vikings this year, and he threw three picks. One, that was his first loss as a starter. <coughs> Excuse me. Ooh. One, that was the first loss as a starter. Two, those picks were oh shoot, I'm about to get hit. Let me just throw this up. Those weren't like. Oh, I see a man downfield and I didn't see the safety coming. No, those were, let me get the ball in my hands. And they were just heaves, like, I'm just going to heave the ball. And you can tell he was uncomfortable in the pocket. Now, yes, Minnesota is a great defense, one of the top defenses. But he looked, he didn't look poised. He didn't look like a starting quarterback. Now, I'm not saying Jimmy G's not a starting quarterback. Or, or or a franchise quarterback because, again, being with Jimmy G and be, being with Kyle Shanahan, one of the best offensive coaches in the league, that's going to help him tremendously. But there are still times when he doesn't look poised. And there are still times when he's looking around, when we look at Jimmy G, especially this year, before the injury, of course. And we were like, I, like, we might need to pump the brakes on Jimmy G, man. We might need to pump the brakes because he doesn't, he's making plays that, or he's doing play, he, he's he's th- making passes that shouldn't be made. Or he's making, he's throwing passes that shouldn't be thrown. 
i.e. which led to the interception. In fact, I believe he had an interception in every game. Patrick Mahomes, on the other hand, we're looking at this kid like, wow. You know, I I was, I, people ask me, if Patrick Mahomes is so good, why didn't he go number one in the draft? You have to realize, he played for Texas Tech. Texas Tech is known for having quarterbacks put up astronomical numbers. Putting up 50, 60, 70 touchdowns. Because, see, Texas Tech, all they do is really pass the ball. In fact, there was a thing that came out the other day. There was a... When, when, they, when Texas Tech and Patrick Mahomes played Oklahoma and Baker Mayfield... Patrick Mahomes threw the ball, I believe it said 88 times in, in one game. Pa- Imagine Drew Brees throwing the ball 88 times in the NFL. Do you, do you realize how many times that is? Like 88 dropbacks. And, and that's what Texas Tech is known for. Texas Tech is known for a lot of passing. So a lot of people didn't know how Jim how I'm sorry, Patrick Mahomes was gonna do. As we see now, he is one of, currently he's one of the best quarterbacks. Now, I know it was a small sample size, so I'm not saying this as he's going to be, you know, a top, top quarterback. But right now, he, he looks like it. Of course, the sample size needs to grow a little bit. But right now, what I'm seeing, it doesn't look like, he, he doesn't look like he's going to drop off anytime soon. Now... Again, he's only played the Steelers, who have a terrible defense. The Chargers, which was a great game, because the Chargers, they have, they 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 have a, a almost a complete team. They still got to get that kicker thing situated, but they have an explosive offense with Philip Rivers and Melvin Gordon and the the Wallace, the wide receiver. They have an explo- uh, a quick, explosive defense so the Chargers when once they put it all together that that could be a team so that was a good win but on the other hand they are one and two so but the 49ers that what I'm, what I'm saying is I know it looks like well they, they they beat a couple of trash teams and their defense sucks but don't take away from the fact that don't let that take away, take you away from the fact that Patrick Mahomes has been one of the best quarterbacks in the league so far. You know who hasn't been in the league, though? Well, you know who hasn't played this year? Le'Veon Bell. And reports have come out saying teams are, are looking to trade for him, which I believe they should. But they're scared because they're not too sure if he's going to be committed. Here's what I say about that. In the last two years, Le'Veon Bell has 582 touches. That's in the last two years. 582 touches. Do you understand? We just talked about Patrick Mahomes throwing the ball 82 times. Or 88 times in one game. Do you understand how many... That means you've been hit. A person has hit you 582 times in two years. I understand why 
Le'Veon Bell has not come back to the team yet. Especially when his money's not guaranteed. As in, yes, you could give him the franchise tag, but that the franchise tag is only for one year. So what I he doesn't want to play or he doesn't want to return to the Steelers because they're going to use him up and then even ship ship him out. There's no way in heaven or hell you can stay with a team where not only the offensive line has come out and criticized your decision, but your head coach had Mike Tomlin didn't come out and say, you know, we don't agree with Le'Veon Bell. We don't, you know, we don't. Le'Veon Bell is a terrible, he's making a terrible decision. He hasn't said any of that. But he hasn't supported Le'Veon Bell either. He's pretty much, he's had the next man up mentality, which is good. You know, because James Conner, shout out James Conner, first of all, uh, for fantasy points. Um, I picked him up after game one, and except for last game, which was, I believe, Monday Night Football. He's been he's been helping me, so thanks, James Conner. But there's no way you can come back to that team if you lay me on Bell. And I hear people saying, "Well, why would you want to trade for a player that doesn't seem committed?" Le'Veon Bell. What people have to understand is that the NFL, the NBA, professional sports, is a business. A business. You can't. You have to put yourself, your body first. Five hundred and eighty-two touches in two years, and you think that you think Le'Veon Bell wouldn't be committed to a team? Now, people are also asking me, then why aren't they trading for him now? Do you, okay, so what, what you got to realize is, if a team trades for Le'Veon Bell now, they get they have to take on, I believe about 80 to 90% of the franchise tag that he's owed. <coughs> Which means the teams will have to pay probably about 11.2 or 11.5 million dollars. Which each week and each game that goes by that he doesn't play, that go that number goes down. So it'll go from 11 to about 10 million to about 9. It, it, it goes down almost after every game. So teams are going to try to wait this out so that they don't have to commit, especially at least this year, because it's looking like Le'Veon Bell is not going to play this year. That's, that's what it's looking like. And why would you? Why would you play this year when you have, I mean, you're 582 touches. That's, 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 that's all I'm going to keep saying. 582 touches. That is a ass load of touches. So why would you play? Why, why would you play? Especially after, you know, being... Not only... If, if they do trade you, it'll be week four. You still got to get acclimated with your team. Got to get acclimated with your offensive line. Got to get acclimated in the plays. So, I don't believe Le'Veon. But if he does play, he's not playing until probably week eight or ten. Mark my words. He will not be playing until week eight, eight, eight or ten. But... I heard analysts say, or some TV analysts say, you don't you don't know if you want to commit to Le'Veon Bell because look what he's doing to the Steelers. No, what he's doing to the Steelers, he's showing the Steelers, if I'm one of the best running backs in the league, why do you keep franchise tagging me? 
yes, he wants to get his money, and he feels like he should be paid as one. Of, he should, you know, every, he feels like he should be one of the top paid players, not just wide receiver. I mean, not just running backs, but players in the league. But and I don't know if he he's, he should be one of the top players, but he should definitely be one of the top wide. I mean, running backs in the league. And all, and not to mention, he's good enough. He, look, don't franchise tag this man. Especially when you see players like Todd Gurley get his pay, get his money, Melvin Gordon get his money, Play, players like that getting receiving big checks, and the Steelers keep franchise tagging. So when they say uh, you don't know if Le'Veon Bell is going to be dedicated or not, no, Le'Veon Bell is going to be dedicated once you get once you once the it's kind of like Earl Thomas. Once you decide to. Invest in him, he's gonna invest in you. And you saw that, like I said, with the 582 touches. And that's in just two that's just in two years. Not to mention, I believe, I know at least one of those years he was franchise tagged as well. So you commit to Le'Veon Bell, he's gonna commit to you. Like Earl Thomas said, he need you need to invest in yourself. The the professional sports is a business. You see that with basketball, you see that with football, you see that with baseball pay that man Le'Veon Bell and watch watch what he does watch what he does I think now to me the perfect fit for him now I don't know how to do it money wise but the perfect fit for him could be I can see three teams you got Green Bay playing alongside Aaron Rodgers that, that, that would be a tough duo not only Aaron Rodgers, but you have you have Jimmy Graham on the outside with Randall Cobb. That would be a, a, an explosive offense. You have the Jets, Le'Veon Bell and Sam Darnold for the next five years together. Now they have to get their offensive line together, but you put those two players together. That that is that's a combination for you right there. And then, I know, I know, I know everybody hates when the rich get richer, but imagine Le'Veon Bell and the Patriots. The Patriots have never had a top-tier running back. They've never had a Le'Veon Bell. They had, you know, LeGarrette Blunt. They had Deion Lewis. Uh, they have Rex Burkhead right now, but they've never had Oh, and Sonny Michelle from Georgia. But they've never had a A-plus running back. Man, that would be scary, man. But all in all, man, pay that man his money, man. He's, he's He's dedicated to somebody that's dedicated to him. And I feel that. You wouldn't want... Imagine going to your job, right? And saying, all right, we love you. You're the best employee that you're one of the best employees that we have, but I don't know. We'll just take it day by day. As in, you come in today, we'll see if we got work for you. You come in tomorrow, we'll see if we got work for you. It's like you, you know, it's like they never give you a schedule. It's kind of like that a little bit. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> just a little bit. Just, just pay that man, Le'Veon Bell. Pay that man. Speaking of pay. We're going to move on to 
the NBA. <coughs> On Monday, we had media day. Um, teams report back to training camp. You take all the pictures. Teams look great. You know, people, you know, the a couple teams had new uniforms. Well, they all pretty much had new uniforms, but some of them look drastically different. Like the, the Nuggets had some new uniforms. The Knicks had a couple of new uniforms. We all were <laughs> we all were blessed with Kawhi Leonard's laugh. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what. <laughs> the hell was that? Um, but it was media day. <coughs> Excuse me. Which means it pretty much kicked off the NBA season. Well, it kicked off the countdown to the NBA season. I believe Saturday. Is the first preseason game, so the NBA, the NBA is here. Uh, we've all saw that picture where with with Golden State starting five. That is a that is a, just just imagine Golden State can trick out at least two potential Hall of Famers. The whole 45 minutes of the, or the whole 48 minutes of a game. You can start that starting five with Steph, Clay, Draymond, Katie, and uh, Demarcus Cousins when healthy. You can take Steph and Katie out. You still got Draymond, Clay, and Demarcus. You can let let Demarcus run wild and take the other four out. You can have Steph in it. Like there's Steve Kerr has a litany. Of possibilities. That's why I don't see anybody beating Golden State in a seven-game series. Now, on, on the contrary, I also don't see anybody stopping Boston from getting to the the NBA Finals as teams are currently constructed. Watch out for, and there have been some reports about this, but watch out for. You know what? Let me just go to. It. <clears throat> Let me just let me just go to it. We all at this point know about Jimmy Butler. Jimmy Butler, he's been playing. Uh, he's playing for the Minnesota Timberwolves. He requested a trade because he had some friction with not only the upper, you know, front office outside of Tom Thibodeau, but he didn't like playing with Carl Anthony Towns, nor did he like playing with Andrew Wiggins. So he requested a trade. At first, it was three teams who wanted to either be traded to the New York Knicks, the Brooklyn Nets, or the Los Angeles Clippers. A couple of reasons why you wanted to get traded to them. One, because they're big markets. You got New York and you got Los Angeles. Two, because those three teams could sign or has enough cap space to sign two max players. And there's already been reports saying that Jimmy Butler and Kyrie Irving have been in talks to, you know, join with each other. You you can see Anthony Davis. People are speculating that maybe next year or this year could be his last season with um, the Pelicans. You got next next free agency is going next free agency is going to be crazy with KD. You have KD, you have Clay Thompson, you have Kimball Walker, Kawhi Leonard. So that's that might be that's another reason why he wanted to choose the Clippers because we all know that 
Kawhi Leonard has been very vocal. Kawhi Leonard's camp has been very vocal about him wanting to be in Los Angeles. We haven't heard not one thing from Kawhi Leonard but that ugly-ass laugh. But Jimmy Butler is not dumb. Jimmy Butler knows one where he get where he'll get the most money, and two where he'll get the most protection. So I say that to say reports have come out today to say he will one team the the one team he prefers now to get traded to because of course the Timberwolves look for trade trade traders is the Miami Heat. Now, at first, I was like, yo, why the hell do you want to go to Miami Heat? You just chose, you just said New York, Brooklyn, and the Clippers. Why would you want to go to Miami Heat? Didn't that already not work with you and D-Wade? Then I thought a little harder. New York, I'm not, Miami is known is a, is a grade A franchise. You have Pat Riley as a one of the best front office GMs. A team, <coughs> excuse me, a team ha, a team could ask for. Eric Spolster is one of the top coaches in the league. And if you look at the landscape of Miami, they can also with a couple of of moves and a couple of trades will have enough space to sign another free agent or another top tier free agent. And as we know, Miami has been trying to get off that insane white side contract for a minute now. Especially after last year when he was like pretty much crying about not getting touches. Or not, not being the focal point of the offense. Um, but Jimmy Butler's not dumb, man. Jimmy Butler knows. After next year, or after this year, this is D-Way's last year. So the team will need a starting shooting guard. Insert Jimmy Butler. Jimmy Butler knows if he's the face of Miami... And Miami's a, 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 a hotbed destination for players to come. He, Miami will have no problem acquiring free agents, top-tier free agents at that. And like I said, I, as I said before, you have Clay Thompson, KD, Kyrie Irving, Kawhi Leonard. You know, players like that hitting free agency next year. Kimball Walker. And, and Miami is already a good team as it is. It's, 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 it's like a... They don't have top, top players. But Gordon Dragic is a good player. When healthy, Deion Waiters is a good player. You got Tyler Johnson. Like, they, they have pieces. And it just, it all just, Jimmy Butler knows that that, that could be his team come next year. Because it's definitely not his team next year if he gets traded there. With the farewell tour by, with D-Wade, but... Jimmy Butler knows that team is up for grabs come next year. And that would that could be a perfect de- destination for him as well as free agents coming next year because they can dump a couple contracts. Tyler Johnson. They can, they're trying to dump the same white size contract. So, 
don't think if he does <coughs> excuse me get traded to Miami don't think that it's just that's just the it's, it's, it's kind of like the uh the Lakers when they got LeBron not saying Jimmy Butler just goes LeBron don't hear me say that at all but but hear me say that if Miami gets Jimmy Butler that's just the first piece of that puzzle that's just the first domino that's gonna fall then you're gonna see Hassan Whiteside get traded to a bum team like Sacramento or Phoenix uh you're gonna see maybe Tyler Johnson or or James Jones get James Johnson. I'm sorry, get traded. So so they can have space, you know. And and it was and it was funny. I was asked, so why do you think he played? He picked. Um, why do you think he picked L.A. when he when he when he chose the three teams? Why didn't he pick the Lakers to play with LeBron? It's tough playing with LeBron, man. Don't let it fool you. Look at look at Kevin Love's production. Look at Kevin Love's production before he went to LeBron and after he went to LeBron. Look at Chris Boss's production before he went to LeBron and after he went to LeBron. Now, yes, the biggest caveat to that is, but Jade, they won a championship, which is which is true, which is true, and we all know that that's what you're trying to do is win a championship, but. It's, it's hard playing against the best player in the world, man. You know there's going to be a couple possessions where he expects you to stand in the corner and you shoot. Jimmy Butler isn't the best play, best offensive player, so it's not like Kyrie where LeBron will give you the ball and say make a play. <coughs> Jimmy Butler doesn't have, well, I can say he doesn't have that in his repertoire, but he doesn't have it like Kyrie had it. So that's going to that's gonna be tough for him altogether. And... It's just tough. Jimmy Butler wants to be the man. He wants to be his own team. And I, I don't fault him for that. I don't fault him for that at all. So, yeah, it look, this year is going to be a crazy year in the NBA. Crazy year in the NBA. You know, you have you have a lot of storylines. I don't while I don't think anybody's going to be can be a fully healthy Golden State. Uh it, there's a lot of storylines where Jimmy Butler is going to be. And I said, I stopped when I said, I don't think anybody's going to stop Boston for making it to the Eastern Conference, I mean, making it to the finals. But what if Jimmy Butler gets traded to Toronto? Now, I say that because that's one of the teams that have expressed interest and have called Minnesota about, tra- about trades. Magic gets traded to Boston, uh, Toronto. Kyle Lowry at the one, Jimmy Butler at the two, Kawhi Leonard at the three, Serge Ibaka at the four, Jonas at the five. Coming off the bench, you'll probably have Danny Green. You'll probably have to give up OG and Scal, or yeah, whatever his name is. But he's he's good. I just don't remember his name, but he's good. Player. But that 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 is a scary defensive team, man. That is a scary defensive team. So, again, there's just a lot of storylines. A lot of storylines, man. Um, and I'm excited. How's, how's OKC going to rebound after losing uh, losing Melo? How's Houston going to do with Melo now? Can they, they... They were a game away from the finals. Can they cross... Will Melo be that piece to get him over the hump? How's the Lakers going to do with LeBron James and... 
you know, the kids, how they're going to do. Who will the Lakers get? Because don't don't think this, this is going to be the team rolling into the playoffs. There's just a lot of storylines, man. Let's let's speed this up a little bit. Um, shout out to Tiger Woods. Uh, we all know he won the champion, uh, the Tour of Champions. That was this was his first win, PGA win since 2013, and this was his 80th PGA Tour win, two shy of the record held by Sam Snead. If you if you saw the crowd, if you saw the crowd following Tiger Woods, that alone should show you just how big Tiger Woods is to the sport of golf. In fact, there was a projection that came out and said once Tiger was in the lead, going into that day, or going into the final few holes, viewership went up 205%. Tiger Woods is so integral to golf. It's, It's crazy. And again, all you have to do is look up the crowd that was following Tiger Woods. He looked like God walking on the on the grass, man. There was just it was a mob of people following him, wanting to get a glimpse of Tiger. And that that right there is just is greatness personified. I don't think I, I don't know if you will with another major. I hope he does. But Tiger Woods look hella good man he looked great on Sunday and the sport is better with Tiger Woods without I mean yeah with Tiger Woods being good the sport is a a hell of a lot better um let's go over to La Liga and the Champions League uh I believe this is this is a two three team race you got Barcelona Real Madrid and Juventus and I say those because they have the best players. Oh, and P, I would say P PSG because of Neymar and the the uh, the guy from that one from France, the young dude. They're good, but they I don't even think they've won yet. No, they haven't won. So you know, I don't I don't know. And of course, right now in the Champions League, Real Madrid. No, yeah, P PSG has zero points. Um, Barcelona has three points. Uh, Real Madrid has what two point three points. Juventus has three points. So, like I said, you got Neymar. I mean Neymar. You got Cristiano Ronaldo. You got Lionel Messi, and you got the juggernaut that is Barcelona and Real Madrid. I don't see anybody else. Shout out to uh, what's the dude's name? Homie that won the the player of the year. Um, his name escapes me right now. I'm gonna look it up. But shouts out to him. I think that's the first time in a while that it wasn't either. It wasn't either. Um, ha! Wasn't either Cristiano Ronaldo or. Um, Leon Messi, Lionel Messi, uh, Luca Modric. Shout out to him, man. Uh, he was he was ball, he was hooping in the uh, in in the World Cup, man. He was he was hooping for Croatia. I remember, I was like, God. Now, no, they didn't win, 
but he was doing his thing for Croatia. So shouts out to him, Luka Modric. Shouts out to him, man. But yeah, that's 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 gonna be that's gonna be a. I think that's about a three or four team race. It always is a three or four team race, but now more than ever, it yeah. Uh, so I would talk about Eric Dickerson and um this petition that him and a couple of Hall of Famers are trying to do when they're trying to uh, have free health care and a pension for all retired players, but I don't I don't think that's gonna matriculate honestly to be honest. I, mean, I get it, you know, you've sacrificed your body for the sport, but I don't think that's gonna happen. So with that being said, um let's get to the unpopular topic of the week. Welcome to the Unpopular Opinions. Unpopular Opinions. Have unpopular opinions. Unpopular opinions. Okay, so what's an unpopular opinion? Unpopular opinions. To utter such blasphemy. He's got the nerve, the audacity, the unmitigated goal to echo such blasphemous nonsense. Just blasphemy. When you buy an iPhone, in fact, why do you buy an iPhone? Why is an iPhone able to be seven, eight, nine hundred dollars. Because you know that once you get an iPhone, you, you get more than an iPhone. You pretty much get a, a walking computer. You get a calculator. You get you get you get a lot of things with an iPhone. Not just a phone. Because that's the case. If you just got a phone, you wouldn't get it. So I guess what I'm saying is you know what you, I put as small as the calculator is or the calculator app is I bet you wouldn't pay seven eight nine hundred dollars for an iPhone if it didn't have an app if it didn't have that application I put seven eight nine hundred dollars I put money that you wouldn't pay that money if it didn't have the calculator I mean the uh, calendar application what I'm saying is you know that you're getting you know that you're getting your money's worth when it comes with an iPhone, the newest generation iPhone. You know, every every year when an iPhone comes out, you get it. People get it because you know you're getting the value for your money. Many people know that this is probably the last year Bryce Harper will be a Washington National. His free his contract's gonna expire and he's gonna ask for a fortune. There are teams there there are reports saying he's gonna ask upwards for four hundred million dollars. If I was a team, I know I'm getting a home run slugger. You know, he has he has thirty-four home runs this year. His batting average is 246. 0.246, which isn't that good actually. Um, but and he has a hundred RBIs in the whole year, which isn't that good as well. But I digress. 34, 34 home runs is top ten, so that is great. But when you ask yourself, as if I was the owner of a team, I would look at myself and think. What are we getting 
Harper if we got Bryce Harper. There's reports come out that said the Phillies is in running to get both Bryce Harper and Manny Machado, which would be a crazy team. But Right. This is a crazy, crazy situation for Bryce Harper. And I say that because many people knew, many people know <coughs> that this is the last year Bryce Harper will be a national. So when this is pretty much like his swan song or his free agent, his, his last, um, last year, last contract year, you expect to ball out. And while, like, like always, his home runs are up. He's not really doing anything else. If he's not hitting home runs, Bryce Harper really isn't doing much. And and to add on to that, the Washington Nationals were seen to be... They were preseason favorites to win it all, win the World Series. With Bryce Harper, with Steven Strasburg, with Matt Scherzer. They have they have the teams and the name. They have the names that could win you a World Series championship. Hell, Matt Scherzer currently, as we speak, is in the running for Cy Young. He's had an incredible season. He's a Hall. Of, he's a future Hall of Famer, and he he's he's been balling out. So, what I'm saying is. Is Bryce Hartwick again? It goes back to the iPhone. You wouldn't spend seven hundred, eight hundred, nine hundred dollars if the iPhone didn't have calculator app or didn't have the calendar app because you want the most for your money. You wouldn't spend seven, eight, nine hundred dollars if the iPhone ten didn't have face recognition. People went crazy a couple years ago when, and I was one of them, when the iPhone headphones jack changed. On top of that, though, the iPhone added a litany of different applications and a litany of different functions of a phone. And people, well, well, I guess we can accept that, you know, you can't charge our phone while listening to music. What I'm saying is, for teams thinking about getting Bryce Harper, don't get me wrong, I think he's a great player. Anybody that's in any professional league are great players. They can they can do stuff that I can't do. They can do stuff I don't even think. I can't I can damn I can't hit no no damn ball going 90 miles an hour. No. But is Bryce Harper really worth 400 million dollars look at look what happened when the marlins the marlins miami marlins gave Giancarlo stanton that mega deal i believe it was upwards of 250 million dollars that didn't add any type of wins to theirs in fact at this current point he's not on their team He's on the Giants. I'm not the Giants. The Knicks. 
not the Knicks, <laughs> is on New York Yankees, who have him and Aaron Judd, two home run monsters, but also have both have dealt with injuries this year. And they've kind of struggled this year. And Miami Marlins are still one of the worst teams in the league. Their attendance is still one of the worst. And they really didn't get much for Giancarlo Stanton. So, what I'm saying is you pay him all that money. And he didn't attribute, he didn't, he didn't bring on anything new. And I fear that's what's going to happen for people that invest in Bryce Harper. Now, unless Bryce Harper just explodes, then I can't say much. You know, if Bryce Harper gets a hell of a lot better and, you know, maybe this is just a down year, I, I can't say much. You know, you do what you want. It, it, it's your money. As in, I'm, I'm talking to teams. But also remember that Bryce Harper, look, the baseball is not like NBA. NBA, one player can change the tra- trajectory of a team. You put LeBron James on the Orlando Magic or the Phoenix Suns. They might not make the playoffs. The Magic might make the playoffs because it's the East. But the Suns might not make the playoffs, but they win in at least 30 more wins. They're, they're at least winning 30 wins with LeBron alone. And it kind of has the same effect with football, but kind of not. If you, it, it goes with the quarterback. If you put Aaron Rodgers on the Bills, they might win a couple more games. But baseball is not like that. Baseball is such a team sport that you need a team. You need... A, look at the Boston Red Sox this year. They're like arguably one of the best teams, statistically one of the best teams ever. And, and they don't have Bryce Harper. But you look at the Washington Nationals, who are preseason favorites to win the World Series, and they're not even going to make the playoffs. So, I just say, I I say, be very cautious when looking, when when thinking about spending $400 million on a player that one struggled his last year on a last (coughs) contract, excuse me, last year on a contract, couldn't lead his team to the playoffs, even with Hall of Famer, even with a Hall of Fame uh, 2B pitcher and a, and a pretty solid dugout, to be honest with you. Uh, but, whoa, Jalen, hold up now, dude. He's still top 10 in home runs. Yeah, okay. Um, what did, what did 34 home runs get, get us? As in Washington Nationals. Nothing. 
Look, don't hear me. Don't don't think I'm saying Bryce Harper's a bad player. Bryce Harper is one of the most exciting players in in all of baseball. We saw that with the home run derby, how he electrified the crowd of the home run derby. And don't hear me saying, don't 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 think I'm saying that Bryce Harper wouldn't contribute to a team. It wouldn't be a team's best player. If he went to the the White Sox, he'd probably be one, their best player by country mile. Or if he went to the Marlins, or if he went to I don't know the Diamondbacks or something, he'd be their best player. He might he might win them maybe a few more wins. Definitely win them a uh, get them a couple more home runs, but. Does, does a couple more home runs or let's say 34 more home runs yet your team doesn't make the playoffs? Does that really does that really value at $400 million? Look I don't think I don't think Bryce Harper's worth all that money. I think if you had, you can take that $400 million and get about maybe six or seven different players and try to make a run at it if you're like the Yankees or they were talking about the Phillies. Because Manny Machado, don't think about it. Manny Machado's going to ask for that much too. They're both in the running for $400, $500 million contracts. You really got to ask yourself, does that, like, how much do you value a player? If a player, like I said, if, if, if a batter and a, a, a right fielder like Bryce Harper is worth $400 million, how much, how much would a player like Curtin Clayshaw or Clayton Kershaw be? Or Matt Scherzer? And, and and I and I say that to the, I guess my last point about that would be this, and I think this is you can say the icing on the cake that could support my argument. Look at the standings, right? You have the American League. And look at the Yankees. The Yankees have Aaron Judd, who was electric last year. And they have Giancarlo Stanton. And they're 97 and 60. And of course, they'll make the playoffs. But then look at the Boston Red Sox who doesn't have anybody the same stature at that that can you know hold weight with Giancarlo Stanton or Aaron Judd but they have a complete team and look they are 106 and 51 and and many people believe they're the best team in the league and they're many, not the best in the league. Many people believe they could be the greatest 
baseball collection, you know, baseball team ever. So, all I'm saying is, how much do you really value? How much can you value Bryce? How much? How how much is too much when you're talking about a player? If you ask me, I don't believe I believe Bryce Harper is worth a lot of money and can bring a lot of fans to a team. But I also, I, but I don't feel he's worth for, and I don't even feel. He's worth $400 million for my favorite team, which is the Washington Nationals. Now, people might think, oh, Daley, you, you, you're hurt because he's leaving. Not at all. I thank Bryce Harper for everything he's done for the city. I thank Bryce Harper for everything he's done for the team. You know, he, he's been electric. He, he's, he's been exciting. I want to thank him for that because I, I know pretty much he's not staying. But if we, as in Washington, had a decision... And had a chance to sign him for four hundred million. I would highly recommend not doing that. Just get a couple, get a litany of players instead of one big player. And that's that. That's what teams gonna have to face, man. Teams are gonna have to say, "All right, so what are we gonna do? What are we gonna do?" And if you ask me, Bryce Harper. As great as he is hitting home runs, it's not worth $400 million. But hey, that could just be me. So, we're going to end this show, just like we're going to end every show now, with a couple of questions. Um, I asked uh, people on social media. Again, you're listening to the Unpopular Podcast where I give my unpopular opinion about sports. Uh, this is the final segment, uh, which is mail time. So, again, if you have any questions that you want to hear me answer on the pod, you can DM me on social media. My Twitter is, yes, I'm from DC. My Instagram is, I'm Sando, I-M-S-A-Y-I-N-T-H-O-U. Facebook is uh, Jalen Hunter, and yeah, you can send me, you can send me emails, you can send me DMs, any questions that you want, just send it to me, and I'll, I'll, I'll try to answer them. So I'm just gonna answer two right now. Uh, this is from I don't know if they want me to give the name, so I just say this is from T, and he asks, is Golden should Golden State be considered a super team? If most of their players came in the draft. You have Kevin Durant. Steph Curry. Draymond Green. Clay Thompson. DeMarcus Cousins. Andre Goodala come off the bench. Sean Livingston come off the bench. Hell yeah. That is a super team. A team with that much talent. I, I know most of them came from the draft, and that's great. That's great. That's great drafting from Joe Lakeup and, and that staff. And Mark Jackson definitely had a hand in that. Or definitely you know, had a major hand in that. But, yeah. With that much talent, there's no way you can't call that a super team. No way you can call that a super team. At all. And one more question. Uh... 
This is from. I think she don't mind if I say her name. This is from Cheryl. Uh, thank you, Cheryl. For, first of all, thank you, T, for listening. This is from Cheryl. Uh, hey, Jay, I want to thank you for. I want to thank you for. What did she say? <laughs> oh, hey, Cheryl. Oh, hey, Jalen. The podcast is great. Thank you for everything you're doing. My question is this. When will LeBron James decline? I think she's asking me when do I think LeBron James' greatness is going to drop. I don't know. People are saying this could be the year of decline. But LeBron James scored 51 points in a finals game just a couple of months ago. I know this is what his 16th season or 17th season, but it's LeBron, bro. I, I can't tell you. I'll say give it about three, give it about the end of this contract. So I'll say about four more years of top shape LeBron. But I don't know. So there you have it, man. This was episode 16 of the Unpopular Podcast. This was the first taped episode. I want to thank everyone for listening. Thank everyone for watching. Uh, the episodes are still going to be on SoundCloud and iTunes. However, now they're also going to be on YouTube. Again, this is this is this is new beginnings, man. As you see, we got the studio. I'm gonna try to do every Wednesday. Uh, get it out Wednesday night or Thursday morning. I don't know, but I definitely will try to shoot every Wednesday. Um, again, I want to thank you, thank you, thank you for listening. This is the Unpopular Podcast, where I give my unpopular opinion about sports, and I hope that you have a great day. Much love. So finished, I told them it's show business, meaning there's no business. Let's be ass goals in it. Disrespect they dress code with my street clothes in it. Measured, sold, and clothed in it. Opened up clothes after I in it and drove in it like uh, only fit God. Know the weapons of the weak, the weakness of the heart. And never fall asleep, roll in it. Music bumping windows, tending through the good neighborhoods and all of the